for Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan and joined by Brent. Hi. And Ski. Hello. And today we're going to be discussing To Catch a Neighbor, uh, again, Season 2, Episode 24. Uh, we'll be doing our standard format today with Ski doing the recap, as well as our MVPs and uh, rating out of eight slices of cheesecake as we continue on our journey, uh, finding the best episode of the series. Um, I did want to note this particular episode, the name is inspired by a to Catch a Thief, mm-hmm. 1955 Alfred Hitchcock movie. Yeah. And that movie was starring uh, Cary Grant and Grace Kelly. Nice. So, nice. Um, I, I feel like they do that a lot with episodes, like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and things mm-hmm. like that, where they, they take off of old uh, movie titles. I thought it was been To Catch a Predator. Well, I, yeah. Maybe that's what <laughs> that's probably what To Catch a Predator yeah, is inspired by. Not this yeah. episode, of course, well, yeah, but, the, but the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, but... Go ahead. Do you have something? I did, but I forget what it was going to be. Oh, I'm sorry. So. I probably talked over you <laughs> fine. enough times that it made yeah. you forget. Um, That's fine. So, Anyways. Well, I'm sure maybe it'll come back to you. But if either way, Ski, you can go ahead and take over with your recap. Oh, do we have any viewer mail? Uh, no, no, nothing new came in. Thought I'd check. I appreciate your... Uh, um, I appreciate how invested you are in our listeners. Yeah, I just want to make sure they're still out there. <laughs> uh, you know, I think they still are. Um, they, the numbers indicate that they're still out there. Mm-hmm. I, the numbers don't indicate that their that their numbers are growing, but they indicate they're staying the same. Gotcha. Or at least you know maybe a very uh, steady, uh, or what am I saying? Slow but steady growth. Slow but steady growth. Yeah. Okay. As long as they're not decreasing too much. No, no, we haven't really seen a decrease. At least not in an overall. You know, like. I mean, obviously, there's some weeks goes up or down or whatnot, but gotcha. there's no downward trend. Just, oh, okay. Just That's a week good. here and there where it'll gotcha. dip down a bit. So. I know, like, assuming this episode runs about an hour mm-hmm. or whatever, um, you know, we're going to lose 34 people to COVID. So <laughs> I would just hope that not all 34 of our listeners yeah. <laughs> take a <laughs> drastic hit next week. Yeah, that would definitely. It'd be weird if we were really big in the COVID um, infected. Uh, like that was like our base. <laughs> was like, like how would that even be? Yeah. <laughs> like we'll take our a demographic. Share. Oh, we don't want all of them, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. The way things are going, all of them will be all of them. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I would guess though that if we were losing people to COVID, mm-hmm. even though the numbers are crazy right now, and you know the whole system's about to break down because of it. Now again, this is uh, we're recording this episode probably like eight weeks in the past from you hearing it, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. God willing, things are a little better when you're hearing it than when we're recording it, but probably not. Uh, but it, I would still think that if most of our listeners were dropping off because of COVID, then I mean, we had a really old listener base mm-hmm. in general, gotcha. which I doubt that that's the case because they don't know how to listen to podcasts for the most part. Exactly. So you, know, you can't put a podcast on a Victrola. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, anyways, but all right, go, we'll go ahead and now turn it over to you for that recap ski. All right, Season 2, Episode 24, To Catch a Neighbor. Uh, original air date was May 2nd, 1987. Uh, one thing I noticed about the last few episodes mm-hmm. is they had like a month in between them almost. Yeah, I wonder if there was anything going on back then that was causing you know, them I to need know. a delay. 1987, I was thinking it could have been like the Pan Am games or something. Yeah, perhaps. Um, I have no <laughs> idea. I mean, I remember that my mom, I think, volunteered at the Pan Am games. Yeah. And they were here in Indianapolis. We went to a few of them. Um, I was in Sports Illustrated. Oh, were you really? Um, Do you guys remember Jim Abbott, one-armed baseball player? Uh Uh-huh. So we saw him pitch a couple of times. And we were right there in the front row. And whenever there was a left-handed batter, 
um, up. Uh, we were on TV. Oh, wow. And one of the pictures of him in Sports Illustrated, um, you could see us there in the stands. Very cool. That's really cool. Would you yeah. actually be able to make you out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you could make us out because we knew who we were. Oh, okay. You know. Um, but you don't think that someone necessarily would have no. been like, oh, that's Brent and his dad. Correct. And- <laughs> Correct. Yeah, we were too blurry for all of that. Okay. But I did like, so um, my wife and I were at a some bookstore one point and they had like um some cheap knockoff paperback about the life of jim abbott and i was flipping through every picture in that book trying to see if like <laughs> one of the sports illustrated pictures were in there that would have been amazing if it was yeah yeah so but apparently um like i said this knockoff company couldn't afford the licensing rights for a sports <laughs> illustrated photo well i can say that i was uh, on the cover of the newspaper once um uh-huh for watching a parade i was two years old and said uh gotcha. little alan loves a parade nice um, and uh then <laughs> i was uh, me and ski and our friend james and cherry went to see uh, jenny jones do a recording that's and right and we made it on on tv a few times as they flashed gotcha. to the audience so i was on um the cover of um our local newspaper the daily journal um when i was a kid um just a science experiment like i was trying to climb a tree oh. and there were other kids around the circle or whatever um but you and i know somebody who um they blew off school in order to drive i want to say to Terre Haute. bad to choice s- to see kato kalen at the mall really <laughs> the <laughs> worst choice <laughs> what an interesting reason to blow off school for exactly <laughs> that they were interviewed and i think they're like um he, his quote in the paper was like, it's Kato Kalen. What else am I going to meet a celebrity or something stupid like that? Wow. That's shooting real low. Yeah, yeah definitely. If that's your, uh, if that's your bar. Yeah. Then. If you consider that celebrity, you know what though? If you're excited, we know about who he that, is though, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, if you're excited about that, then you know what? You might have a really happy life ahead of you because yeah. it doesn't take a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, no, I don't think they were. I think it was definitely tongue firmly in cheek. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. still. Yeah. I would like to think that, no, that he was, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. really excited and that that was going to be a highlight of that year for him. Yeah. So. No. It was like, um, just like, I don't know, say the most ridiculous thing possible in hopes of being in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I ever had in the newspaper that I know of, at least, is actually I took an econ class mm-hmm. when I was first going back to college, and uh, our our econ professor told us we get extra credit if we get a, an article pu- uh, published. Oh, and okay. I did. Oh, wow, very nice. <laughs> what was your article about? It was about uh, decre- or increases in taxes, I think. Okay, I thought it was like old man go back to school. You know, <laughs> we for well, or against them? Uh, I think I was against them. I think it was actually at the time. I would say my political views have switched a little bit. Not, I'm still pretty. Alan, <laughs> he's laughing at me. I think I'm very still fiscally conservative on what I think should be spent on. Basically, from the perspective that I think things should be very well reviewed, and I, I hate waste, mm-hmm. financially speaking. But the things I want money to be spent on are, by and large, liberal ideals. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they were changed and that, you know, you're no longer racist against everybody. That's right, yeah. <laughs> now you're just racist for the people who can't pass as white. <laughs> wow. <That's... laughs> so you wouldn't be I racist against... I no longer against... hate humans, per se. <laughs> so in the past, you would have been racist against Brent's wife because she's Correct. half Puerto Rican, but now that, you know, since she does pass as white, you're okay with her. 
but her sister maybe not so much. Yeah, she's gonna vilify me. <laughs> People are like send like hate mail. It's like I like you guys except you know, for that ski guy. Honestly, it'd his be racist nice. butt can die. <laughs> it'd be nice if we got more mail. It would. So. <laughs> it would. It would. Should I take on the uh, the hate monger role? Is that I don't know. I just don't think you have it in you. You're too genuinely good of a human. But <laughs> but yeah, if uh, you know, if, if you really want to dedicate yourself to, I don't know. My guess would be if you became really hateable, it would just drive away the handful of listeners we have. <laughs> I don't think it would inspire them to action, but still keep them listening. <laughs> so. I just gotta see the, what he says next week. Or would attract <laughs> listeners we don't really want that much. <laughs> Probably, yeah. probably will, it. Yeah. I will definitely hang up my microphone if we start attracting the wrong kind of <laughs> listeners. I gotta wonder but, though: is the same person that wants to listen to like racist vitriol the same person that's like, you know, those Golden Girls? <laughs> that was a good show. Probably not. I mean, we've discussed that the Golden Girls were pretty liberal by their time standard, and even pretty liberal by today's standard. Over, I'm not. They I definitely just love are love-leaning by sitcom. today's standards. So. Yeah. Like, do you have a threshold where you were like, oh, we just got to hang it up. We're only getting three listeners a week. Uh, yeah, I think I would. Like, if it got to the point where it was like, mm-hmm. like, Numi had even dropped off. It mm-hmm. was down to, like, Sherry and your sister Dave <laughs> and, you know, yeah. one other person. Yeah. Then I'd probably be like, you know what? We can just hang out yeah. with those people and talk about Golden Girls <laughs> yeah. if we want to. Do Amy and Julie still listen? I don't think they do. and Not really? regularly, anyway. Gotcha. Like, I think Amy might listen in clumps. Gotcha. Um, but... I don't think Mom's listened to one for a while. So. Yeah, I don't know. The, I don't know how often Nicole listens to them. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. No, it's all right. Uh, I mean, in a way, though, it's nice that our numbers have still continued to go up some, mm-hmm. even though people who you would maybe look at as being reliable listeners mm-hmm. have dropped off. Gotcha. So it's actually random people um, gotcha. who don't know us. That do you think they're still downloading though? Uh, only if they have it set up to do it automatically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're on there doing it just for our benefit. Gotcha. I'll say that. So much. it could just be bots, <laughs> right? Just downloading <laughs> automatically. <laughs> it's our answer. Like you know, people who got COVID and died, but their computers are set up to still download. Imagine if every person who died from COVID was uh, downloading our podcast every week. We'd be one of the most popular ones in the nation right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it would explain why we have so many listens, but so few reviews. Right. <laughs> Anything the listenership is silent. Yeah. (laughs) So, anyways, anyways, hope you're still out there, Numi and Prince is my idol, and welcome back, Amy and Julie and whomever. Yep. God bless and keep you all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So stay healthy. Mm -hmm. That's uh, to everybody. Even if you're not listening, I hope you stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. But even more so if you are listening. Correct. (laughs) Correct. We need you healthy in order to get that stamps.com money. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would even take the Blue Chew money at this point. I don't know this. Oh, that's a, like an off-brand Viagra. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, and we're in the age range where we're not quite there yet, but we mm-hmm. could be, you know, pitching to people who would be... You Needing know. the Viagra? Yeah. Exactly. So. Get your old Charlie pills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're out there listening... Um, we don't have a big reach yet, but... <laughs> we will after we take the pill. Right. <laughs> I don't think that increases your reach, just, just the, the length of time that, oh, you're, gotcha. that you're able to put your arm out. Gotcha. <laughs> so. yeah, anyways, but I don't know where we were at, Scab. We even started We the have not. Yet? I haven't even told who wrote this one. Oh, okay. Well, then go for it. We went to, uh, yeah, so May 2nd, 1987. Can Am Games. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Say what? Pan Am Games. Right, yeah, yeah. That's we where think. It all, <laughs> where it all went off the rails. Yep. 
uh, were written by Russell Marcus. Definitely the same decade. Say what? <laughs> Definitely the same decade. That's, <laughs> right, yeah. We've, we've lowered it down to that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and directed by Terry Hughes. Uh, we open in the living room. Uh, the girls are all in the living room with uh, two guests over, actually. Mm-hmm. Everybody is laughing. Uh, Rose stands up and offers to get coffee if anyone wants more. Uh, the female guest says to her male companion, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> "You like that, huh?" It did. That uh, they ought to leave before you know wearing out their welcome. Mm-hmm. Sophia blurts out, "Too late!" <laughs> yeah, and immediately gets up to usher them out the door, uh, ultimately slamming the door behind them. But before that, the girls, you know, the other girls say their polite goodbyes and welcome to the neighborhood. Don't you think Sophia could have just excused herself from the room earlier? If she if was she that was, upset? Yeah, I mean, she seemed like, you know, she was angry. more than done yeah, with this Yeah, angry guest. that they were still, still there even. Mm-hmm. Unless she was waiting to watch her Barnaby Jones or whatever. Um, <laughs> it just seems like she would have, you know, excused herself and gone to her bedroom and read or slept or whatever she I don't know, she maybe she was do. waiting, you know, for them to be there so she could do the, the rude exit. Yeah, it could be. Maybe that was what she was living for. Uh, but Dorothy kind of then chastises Sophia for being quite so rude at the end. Sophia contends that they had been there forever. Uh, she also cites that uh, uh, Dor- Dorothy's father could eat dinner, read the paper, make love, and give himself self a pedicure all within an hour, and all while sitting at the kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, the pedicure at the kitchen table wasn't exactly appetizing. But... <laughs> I don't know if the last two were... <laughs> Well, yeah. Blanche, Dorothy, and uh, Rose all agree, however, that the McDowell's, the people who are visiting, uh, were a lovely couple and that they are uh, welcome. They love to welcome new neighbors. They discuss this as they're uh, bringing in the uh, trays to the kitchen, like the food trays and stuff. Mm-hmm. Rose kind of reminisces that she was in charge of a town's welcome wagon years ago. She describes that a tractor full of people would uh, begin bringing over smoked fish, fresh squeezed potato juice. Yeah, I didn't know that uh, potatoes were something you could juice, but, <laughs> yeah. I would suspect anything with water could be juiced. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, or at the very least, with, you could... With a strong enough press. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some moisture in there, I suppose, so. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what the return on investment of time would be. Yeah, it seems like it would... Well, I think she says they have, like... If you just really wanted those dry potatoes, maybe you just, like... What do we do with all the juice left over? Yeah, well, she says they have big pitchers of it. So yeah, but like buckets, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then her cousin, uh, I forget the Dak. Oh. Say what? Dak was his name. Dak. Yeah, pretty sure you're talking about Dak Shepard. Right, <laughs> right. He would uh, play getting to know you through a hole in his windpipe. <laughs> right. <laughs> so apparently he was a smoker. Um, <laughs> I like to think it was like getting to know you. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, I, I got the impression he was just blowing air yeah, out of it. Yeah, well, yeah, well, she, she says plane, so maybe oh, okay. he had like a flute or oh, something. could be. <laughs> a recorder, maybe. Uh, Dorothy asks, you know, if, she's ever, uh, if she ever accompanied him using the hole in her head. Hmm. Rose kind of shoots her a hurt look. Uh, the doorbell rings, and Blanche uh, asks Sophia if she'll answer it, which uh, she begrudgingly does. Uh, she opens it. There are two men at the door. And uh, the one in front tells Sophia that she really shouldn't answer the door without first asking who it is. Of course, Sophia then closes the door <laughs> and proceeds to ask who it is. Right. Uh, they introduce themselves as detectives with the Miami PD. Dorothy, at this point, is in, her, in the room, and she goes up to answer the door. And uh, she invites them to come in. 
Blanche immediately introduces everyone, saying that her roommates are innocent, but she is not. Right. Now, we shouldn't bury the lead too much on this one either. The the main detective. Um, Al. Yeah, Al. He had plenty of, of notable work, um, for sure. I mean, normally I don't like to get into the Joseph guest Campanella. Arc. Joseph Campanella. Yeah, yep. very good. And um, 244 credits in his name, 25 episodes of Mannix, 8 episodes of One Day at a Time, and 113 episodes of Days of Our Lives. A great career um, by, you know, regular standards. But, of course, the other guest star was... Cary Grant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably... Now, Brent would probably argue that Burt Reynolds is the biggest guest star up to this point that's ever been on it. And at this point in his career, Burt Reynolds certainly was. <laughs> but I think you could at least make an argument. George Clooney, who's our other guest star. Bobby, I think it was. Yeah, there. Detective Bobby Hopkins. You could argue between Burt Reynolds and George Clooney, but I think you'd say George Clooney is the biggest star that's appeared, at least as of his status today. Um, yeah, he's definitely one of the body best Body of work. Known. It'd be close. I mean, yeah. Burt Reynolds had a great career. George Clooney has had a great career. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, pretty huge guest star. So just two things. Um, so like he'd had, you know, quite a bit of success, right. you know, prior to this. And then obviously you can make the case that, you know, he continued to have even more success <laughs> after. I think you'd argue case, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but when I was, you know, looking at his IMDb to see if this was before or after Return of the Killer Tomatoes, and it was just before, mm. okay? Um, I forgot he was in that. I know. I, thought I found something odd, and I think it's just, uh, uh, I don't know. We'll get into why, I guess. But on his IMDb page, um, you will not find the show ER, for which he was, you know, very well known. Well, that was kind of, I One mean, of his big, sort of his yeah. big, I don't know if big break is exactly mm-hmm. the right word, but it was yeah. definitely the thing that catapulted him into yeah, stardom. exactly. Um, so I don't know if he's just ashamed of it. Or <laughs> yeah, that is really odd. <laughs> like, if you go to the ER page on IMDb, he's listed there, mm-hmm. you know, and then you, like, you click on his face or whatever, it takes you to his page, but that ER is not listed there. Doesn't uh, go backwards, really huh? Was, does it have his time with Roseanne? Yeah, it has that. It has everything. Like, it has the first ER show that he did that was called ER, but not the famous one. Huh, that's really odd. Yeah, because um, that's what I was checking. Like, all right, well, how long did he have after this? Because this was 87, and then that ER was 94. And then um, From Dust Till Dawn was 96, and then Batman was 97 and everything. But Let's not mention that one. Yeah, um, so if you go back to like, <laughs> the 1994, you know, it, it's not there. Speaking of Batman, though, and good Batmans, uh-huh. in the last uh, episode, we had uh, Sophia talking about Cesar Romero. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And George Clooney was in a, a movie called Hail Caesar. Yeah. They're not connected at all. They're not. Except for the word Caesar. Yeah. Huh. Just wanted to yeah. add that. Yeah. That is an interesting little ad. <laughs> oh, well, if we're doing interesting ads now, um, you know, <laughs> Sophia refers to Dorothy as looking like Barnaby Jones. She did. <laughs> she does. Um, and as we all know, you know, Barnaby Jones was played by uh, Mr. Buddy Ebsen, you know, and that's how he spent the 70s. Um, he had spent the 60s, obviously, on the Beverly Hillbillies. Right. And then, obviously, he spent the 50s um, co-starring with Fess Parker and mm-hmm. Davy Crockett. Yeah, Fess Parker. That's we did right. a deep dive on him. Yeah. Recently, yeah. yeah. Fess up. <laughs> One of my favorite recurring segments. <laughs> uh, someday it may recur again. Not fess up per se, but deep dives with Alan. Yeah. So. <laughs> Man, fess we are hitting happened. all the, the, the right you know bells on this one alan <laughs> yeah for sure we haven't even gotten through the first paragraph oh uh, yeah i know we haven't even gotten into the actual well yeah, we are in the episode now at least at least we've gotten through the opening. detectives are present yes so 
Another Alan Deep Dive brought to you by Blue Reach. <laughs> Blue Chew is, I think, the one you're looking Blue for. Blue Chew, that's <laughs> yeah. right. So, and nothing's brought to you by anybody at this point. Correct. So, but it could be. <laughs> it's up to you, folks. So, yeah, the, the Miami PD detectives show up. Uh, yeah. Dorothy goes up and, you know, she immediately introduces them in. Detectives come in and they, they introduce themselves. As Al Mullins, the mm-hmm. primary detective, yep. and his partner Bobby, uh, okay. who, as you said, is George Clooney. Who seems to have a New York accent. <laughs> yeah, they say, come on in. Um, what I was getting at was that uh, Blanche introduces the girls and then, mm-hmm. of course, introduces herself yeah. as guilty. Well, yeah. they're all innocent. Yeah. Right. And she continues to, to you know, tell them you know, mm-hmm. how available she is, mm-hmm. clearly you know, pouring it on to uh, the main detective, Al. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, Al turns back to Bobby and says, "You don't have to record that last part. It mm-hmm. was just a come on." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blanche continues to flirt, you know, shamelessly. Detectives tell him that uh, they'd like to talk to him about their new neighbors, the McDowells. Bobby uh, says that they aren't who they say they are. Rose has a great line there. She says, "You mean we invited the wrong people to dinner?" <laughs> but uh, Detective Mullins then tells them that they are suspected jewel thieves, which I I find it a little bit hard to believe that they would just walk right into strangers' homes and tell them this would be relatively classified information, I think. Right. Well, yeah, because they don't have Before any Before they even know that they're going to be helped. Yeah, yeah. It seems like they're really giving them a lot of information about an active up, up case. Front. yeah. So. Well, especially since they don't know who the fence is. It could be the Do- Goldens. Right, yeah. I mean, unless they've been sitting on the Goldens also to make sure that there mm-hmm. wasn't a reason there. Yeah. Um, because you would think they probably, if they had them under surveillance at all, would have seen them go over for this dinner at their yeah, house. And exactly. Um, I will say too, you know, with these people being <laughs> these hardened criminals, they—I don't know—they're just trying to fit in with the neighborhood to mm-hmm. make a good front. Yeah. But it seems odd that they would go out so quickly and chummy up with the neighbors. Um, mm-hmm. But exactly, that was actually my impression because they even invited them later on to dinner. So mm. I think it's. Probably a front. Basically. Yeah, just to make yeah. it look. Or maybe like they it. just really love their company. Yeah, it could be. I mean, the Golden Girls are delightful, except for Sophia when you've gone a little past mm-hmm. when yeah. <laughs> when you've worn out your welcome. Yeah. So. Well, maybe it's she'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. They're just trying to get nice with the Goldens, you know, because not that they want to fence them, you know, the jewels, mm-hmm. but because they want to fence the jewels to their man in Havana. Yeah. Coco. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he tells them that they're suspected jewel thieves and uh, their department believes that they'll be making some, quote, major move in the next 72 hours. Uh, he requests that they use the girl's home to surveil the suspects. Blanche immediately agrees that they and they can both stay in her room. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I'm not sure what the markup is on stolen jewels, mm-hmm. but if you can buy a house for 72 hours, like, if, why do they need to purchase the house if they're just... Oh, well, so well, I don't necessarily know that these people are just flying through town, like buying the house and going to move right on immediately. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they're buying it just for the three days to, yeah. uh, you know, to sell their jewels and move on to their next place. Yeah. So you think they're going to live there for a while? Yeah, I think maybe proceeds. they figure, you know, maybe, they're maybe hitting a few places even. Yeah. Well, I mean, Miami, too, is a pretty, you know, bustling city. You have mm-hmm. various uh, ways to get in and out of Miami as far as that goes. Yeah. yeah. Boats, so. right? Train, yeah. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Circus train? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so, but, uh, I oh, do want to... Oh, real quick. Um, I did see that um, they trying to get funding. They got 
selected a bit or something along the lines. They're one step closer to getting the train system put in between Miami and Orlando. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, it was approved by whatever, you know, legislative bodies have to approve yeah. that. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they end up, because, you know, right now if you go to Disney and you're staying on property, you can, Disney has a complimentary bus line mm-hmm. that'll take you from the airport to your, yeah. your hotel. And I wonder if whenever this is done, if they will end up trying to piggyback onto that and be like, okay, well, you get a complimentary train yeah. you know, ride to the train station. Then we'll take you from there, the yeah. last jaunt to well, final Where does the train come from? It goes from the Orlando airport um, into Orlando proper, I think, or something yeah. like that. Something. Okay. So. Yeah. I thought you were saying it was from a different part of, like, a different town nearby or something. Yeah, like, there'll be a train from Miami to Orlando. Right. Do you think, then, that Disney will try to buy up property in Miami surrounding the uh, railroad track area? I would doubt it unless it was really cheap. I mean, there surely are places. Having a train where they would have easy access, you could potentially see them trying to buy cheaper land in between the two that's not as populated, but I can't imagine... I don't think if Disney could redo it, I doubt they'd even have Disneyland in Anaheim where yeah. it's a you know major metropolis, not yeah, major metropolis, yeah. I guess. Well, I just I just city. meant because that would be a potential like property to have people stay and still get easily access oh, yeah. to well, their Orlando's like three hours from park. Miami, so yeah. it'd probably be even on a train, even if it was a fast train, you'd still be talking a couple hours. Yeah, yeah, they cut right into the day too. Yeah, yeah. so and even if you're going to do some sort of like a Disney Springs nightlife type thing. You can't take a two-hour train ride to go drinking. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but, I mean, I'm sure there will definitely be a lot more people, though, that would try to combine, you know. Yeah. You know, like a Miami trip plus a Disney. Well, and then also people who just live in Florida. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, just taking a train ride up, you know, to mm-hmm. to the Disney area. If, if you live in Miami, you're like, you know what? We go to Disney like once a year, but now we can go more often. Yeah, probably be a lot cheaper than paying for the gas and the parking, parking. and all that. To be, a, you know, we sleep on the way there and back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. It'll Just be, thoughts, Disney. Yeah, Just, we're figuring it all <laughs> I'm out. I'm sure for that you. the good people at Disney are. No, we're this is the first. <laughs> well, I'm sure that the good people at Disney are smart enough to listen to our podcast That's for. Right. I yeah, hope so. Ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's they probably knew about the train before today, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, but. I mean, Golden Girls is owned by Disney, right? Yeah, that's true. So. Think they need to put the Goldens in the Hall of Presidents? I would certainly. I would think they stop just have their own. <laughs> <laughs> now, would it be them playing themselves or them playing presidents? Like it'd be <laughs> Arthur dressed up as, as Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would totally go to see that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would actually be excellent. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm really uh, looking forward to going back one time and seeing what Trump has to say on their Hall of Presidents. Well, by the time you go back, it probably won't be there anymore because they replaced the current president with the new president. Yeah. So there's oh. a Trump one there right now, and then. There will be a Biden. Oh, one there. it's just it's just a bunch of the older presidents. Yeah, 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 basically, it's like the gotcha. current president will have a line or two, um, I think. But then, but like I said, that cycles. I because it's been a while since I've been yeah. to that part. I mean, we went to it this summer, but or like not summer, over uh, last winter. Yeah, yeah, but we but didn't, we didn't go, that go into all presidents. Yeah. yeah, well, I think I don't know that they ever even agreed upon what the Trump animatronic would say. Oh, really? Um, because the president gets approval over what the lines are. 
And like they just couldn't come to an agreement. Hmm. Like normally they use like the inauguration address as the starting point, mm -hmm. um, but his was just so batshit crazy. They were like, <laughs> "No, we're not using that." So if you want to write something, and him and his people were like, "No, we're not writing anything." Well, I have <laughs> so. no idea, honestly, because I, I had been been. I've actually I've been to Disney World several times, but I've never seen the Hall of Presidents. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I go every time. It's legit, like my favorite thing there. Now we did. Ski and I went uh, to Disney last December. Mm -hmm. You know, right after the um, the new Star Wars area had opened up. Yeah. It's the fantastic. newest ride. Yeah, and it was awesome. But um, we did go in Epcot. They have a similar thing, like the American Adventure mm -hmm. um, animatronic type show mm -hmm. uh, that has various. That was presidents. really good. Yeah, was, I had not seen that one before. It was. So it's wondering. a similar feel, gotcha. but um, I would agree. I've, I've seen both. So. Gotcha. See an animatronic Henry Ford doing <laughs> something. Um, yeah. Well, I know that uh, Abraham Lincoln was a big part of it. Um, yeah, they talk about uh, the building of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I remember that part. Yeah. So kind of a little bit of the American history. Hmm, so, cool. but not specifically president. Um, gotcha. Themed, so, and not the the slave parts. <laughs> no, no, they do leave out some of our colorful past. <laughs> so. That's a. Uh, that's an interesting way to say it, Alan. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, anyway. That's the way Blanche would describe it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, well. This conversation yeah. drops. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I would have to think that if they were going to uh, have a very honest history of the United States, no one would want to go to the attraction. <laughs> At least not after the first, you know, mm -hmm. uh, after it becomes clear that it's not exactly... An honest retelling of our history is not a happy story, <laughs> at least not for all people, for mm -hmm. sure. So. What if they hired minorities to stand at the exit and you got to hug them on the way out? I think the minorities would probably like that less <laughs> than um, being excluded from the original attraction. You don't think they'd feel better? Like, oh, people love us now. I don't think that the minorities <laughs> would like people to feel like they were able to... Um, like, oh, it's all better now because I hugged a black man. <laughs> like, I don't think, no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, if we by chance have any minority listeners, I'd love to hear your feedback on that. <laughs> if you want to be hugged by a guilty white man, <laughs> if that would <laughs> make you feel better about the history of America. Or but, a white woman. Or a white woman, yeah. sure. Well, I just think that at least then they know, like, our hearts were in the right place. Then or now? Now. <laughs> oh, like, okay. Things have gotten better. Oh, okay. So our hearts are currently I'm not in the right saying place. they're as good as they should be. Sure. But I'm just saying that it's like, oh, they'll touch me now. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel like prior to seeing this it, you would be worse, willing guys. to touch a black man? No, what I'm saying is there was a time in our history in uh, which a white man would not. Yeah. And so now they can say, oh, okay. I think that most people would look at it like, Disney is forcing me to hug white people for a paycheck. <laughs> I don't think they would look at it in any way positive. Yeah, forcing they, they they accepted that job offer. Well, yeah, I <laughs> suppose know, it's not indentured servitude. Well, what, what would the job description of that be? Uh, looking for a person of color to hug people as they exit a ride, I guess, uh, yeah, or exit yeah. the show to alleviate white guilt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's that's definitely what most people of color are hoping to do to <laughs> alleviate white guilt for <laughs> the, you know, horrible horrible uh, atrocities yeah, of our ancestors. Yeah. But. Uh, I don't know, Brent. You might pitch that to yeah, <laughs> Put that in the Abigail Disney box. and see if she can I think that one's going to fall after the train idea. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Is her name really Abigail? Uh, yeah, I think that's Roy Disney's daughter. 
Um, she's still involved in the thingy. She's not involved in it. She's very critical of um, different aspects, um, like the recent layoffs and things like that. Which I mean, a lot of people have been critical of the executives getting bonuses, but the rank and file getting laid off. Gotcha. I agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's not involved with any. Uh, she might still get some money off of it. Yeah. But I, she doesn't get any uh, say in decisions or anything of that nature. Gotcha. So, but anyways, so where are we at, Ski? Um, Have we made it past the the detectives are in the house now at least they are Joseph yeah. Campanella and Cary Grant so <laughs> so you know Blanche you know is immediately for them uh, staying and, and hanging out and using their house as a uh, kind of headquarters uh, however uh, Dorothy is not so enthusiastic about it they uh, basically have a little discussion. In which they uh, they kind of retreat to the kitchen, right? And say, "All right, let's decide. You know, if we want to really allow this." She suggests that, or Dorothy actually, before they go to uh, the kitchen, she suggests that they should just use a van, quote, like real police on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that line. I did too. I thought that was a really good line. The detective says he would like their cooperation, but of course they can say no if they would rather not. Uh, then they, like I said, they discuss the. They go to the kitchen to discuss it in private. Blanche and Rose are both for the idea that they should stay because mm-hmm. uh, they want to help out, but Dorothy and Sophia are both against it. Rose even talks about how her father was a volunteer police officer on uh, weekends, mm-hmm. but also concedes that it was a fairly safe job uh, and that there was quite a bit of goofing off because there's not a lot of crime in St. Olaf. Yeah, um, it seems like if I was the wife, I'd be kind of pissed off that he took that volunteer police job on. You're not doing <laughs> anything to really serve the public. Yeah. You're just getting out of the house for the time that you could be spending time with your for family. For the rest of the week. The, yeah. the weekend is the free time you take. Right. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, I don't know, just amusing. Because, like, you know, Rose does, like, a little goofy face slash gang sign hand gesture mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and then that was, like, it was cute enough. But it was just hysterical to me to imagine Billy Barty doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know they made police uniforms in that size. So. Exactly. It's basically just a kid's Halloween costume. <laughs> right. You know? It's like a plastic garbage bag with a picture of a policeman on it. <laughs> if you're a volunteer, do you even really need an outfit or just like a sash? Yeah, maybe. Maybe you just need or a little know, badge. Or a, a nice buckle yeah. for your belt. Um, just, here, just pin this on your shirt. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, Dorothy argues that you know it would be dangerous potentially. Uh, but Blanche and Rose point out that you know they would have the cops right there next to them if things did go awry. Mm-hmm. And they go back into the living room and uh, had agreed. They tell the uh, the the detectives that they can be allowed to stay. Detective Mold says thank you and tells them that they'll be uh, they'll try not to disrupt their normal living conditions. But then lists a, an area of multiple areas they'll end. I think he said a. A bedroom, a bathroom, and they'll set up in the kitchen, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was, I think, my favorite line of the episode was uh, Sophia's response to that was... You want to say it? I, I had it here, but you go for it. Yeah, uh, I'll say it. Um, Who's doing the recap here? <laughs> <laughs> she says, fine, we'll just cook on the fireplace and pee in a broom closet. Um, I thought that was pretty good. But And we changed scene for the first time, even though we're, what, like two and a half hours into it now? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Uh, Detective Mullins, Al, uh, and Sophia are sitting in the kitchen. Also, side note, similar to the last episode, I see that Sophia is wearing pajamas that match the tablecloth. <laughs> and I took a picture of that also. 
Is it a different tablecloth? Nope, same tablecloth. Oh, okay. You think she's wearing Dorothy's pajamas? They're not the same. The, okay. Hers are like striped. Huh. Again, very similar though. Very, yeah, very that similar color, color pattern for yeah. sure. Yeah, they are very uh, unipalette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys uh, find Joseph Campanella handsome? Um, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, for an older man, yeah, yeah, I did too. I wouldn't mind looking like him when I'm fifty, whatever years old. Exactly. So that was one that uh, we'll get to it later in the episode. But I mean, I would have to think that. You know, he's been on the force for a long time. Probably mm-hmm. be getting close to the end of his time on the force. Mm-hmm. He was 63 at, at the time. Okay. Yeah, he was born in 24. Okay. And this is 87. Mm-hmm. So um, so he's put in his years for sure. Because mm-hmm. he's 63 and um, Clooney is currently 61, I want to say. Wow. Or 59. Oh, currently 59. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Because I was like, is Clooney now older than Al was then? <laughs> he's, not, he's not quite there yet. I will mention to you, though, I think you may have uh, misspoke earlier. His Me? ER days mm-hmm. are on IMDb. But my guess is that you look too far back uh-huh. because he was on a couple guest episodes on it later on in the run and so okay. it's in 2009 it it's, goes so if you're looking in order it doesn't come in the order you'd expect it to be in gotcha um okay but uh but no he is not snubbing them by disincluding himself <laughs> from imdb yeah, I said, no bad blood apparently it since then well it could be but i mean that seems like An it would be a time. more than an yeah. update um but anyways so go ahead ski he has a large uh, control board kind of spread out over the table, which basically takes up the whole table. Right. And uh, he's wearing a set of headphones. Sophia is trying to get his attention by kind of shaking the cord to uh, his headphones. She asks, you know, how he's uh, how he likes the pasta that she probably gave him. Mm-hmm. I assume it was from her. Right. Uh, he says it was okay, but uh, he's not a real big fan of Italian food. She uh, then uh, he then puts his headphones back on. Sophia says, "Lucky for you, you carry a gun." Yeah, because <laughs> he's just snubbed her food, right? Uh, he then takes them off again and says, "You know what'd you say?" And uh, she says, "The last three days with you have been really fun." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a fun little bit that they did there. Uh, Blanche comes in and says hi to the detective, but Sophia explains that he can't hear a thing, and uh, then she uh, promptly insults him. Uh, Blanche says that you know, she probably shouldn't be doing that, being so mean to him. And then uh, points out that he and Dorothy are nearly in a relationship at this point. Right. Sophia you know, disagrees, saying that they only fight. But Blanche insists that the fight is just a result of some pent-up passion. It seems weird. Like, we've seen in the past that Blanche, you know, is pretty forward. Um, you know, And, and doesn't seem so. to have any qualms about stepping on, you know, one of the other girls. You know, even in recent episodes. Yeah, very recent. Like two episodes ago, maybe. Um, so it's surprising that here she'd be like, well, you know, I can sense there's something going on between these yeah. two. So I'm going to step aside. Because as we've discussed, he's a good-looking guy for, you yeah, know. exactly. Uh, for their age range, especially. Um, yeah. So you would think the Blanche would be, you know, shoving Dorothy out of the way. Unless <laughs> she just senses literally no chemistry between yeah. the two of them at all. But um it seems like the only reason she would be willing to let Dorothy have Alice if she was going after Bobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But Well, right when the, the detectives arrived, she gave yeah. on one of the uh, more provocative performances, I thought, oh, yeah. trying to kind of win his favor. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's just that he, he totally does not. Um, it, it's very it. unrequited. Yeah, yeah I can see that. I can see if she uh, doesn't get immediate results going on to yeah. whatever's next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she even in talking about this uh, 
pent up passion between them. She gets herself uh, pretty worked up and ends up spritzing herself down to cool off mm-hmm. with a spray bottle she was using to water a plant. All right. Uh, Dorothy comes in and uh, immediately bristles at the fact that the table's uh, covered up by the uh, detective's equipment and also asks him to put down the toilet seat after he uses it. Sophia then speaks up though and says, oh, that was my fault. She yeah. says she was experimenting with something new, but it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you think that means that she was just trying to stand to pee? That was I my mean, guess. That's the only, you know. Unless she was being sarcastic about the whole endeavor. Yeah. So, and, Or maybe she was trying to sit directly on the porcelain <laughs> as opposed to using the seat anymore. Um, she's Hard to a, say. She's a small woman, so maybe sitting all the way down and make it so her feet could more easily touch the ground. There you go. Maybe. So, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe she was upper decking it. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should go with that. Yeah. I like <laughs> but uh, so she exits, leaving Dorothy with a bit of a worried look on her face. Right. Uh, Blanche defends that the te- detectives are you know, being a bit inconvenienced too, just trying to do their jobs. Al immediately jumps in saying that uh, staying in their house actually hasn't been too bad, but he's still got the uh, headphones on. Blanche, uh, Blanche says that she thought he couldn't hear while wearing the headphones, but he tells them that, oh, he just lets Sophia believe that since she seems to have so much fun insulting him. Yeah, that that was very endearing of Al, I thought, that he'd be like, yeah, this old woman, she enjoys this. So, <laughs> I'd give you know, it to her. Yeah, why would I shit on this? Uh, yeah, they're being gracious enough to let me you know, <laughs> be here to do my police work, so yeah. might as well let the old woman be happy. Exactly. So. Yeah, Dorothy inserts that her mother is really a very nice lady, but doesn't always show it. Al then asks her, this is a great line, oh, is that a family trait? <laughs> yeah. Kind of taking, taking a stab at how rude she's been to him. Rose enters the kitchen and tells the girls that she saw the McDowell's at the grocery store, so she then followed them and recorded everything they bought. <laughs> Al implores they, the... They got jewel heist money so they can afford a loin of pork. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> they, they even had two. six loins of pork. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, he, Alan implores the girls to be careful and leave the police work to them that uh, these folks may be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Then Bobby comes in and asks Al if uh, he's ready for a break. And then they head out and they're going to head out to the Lanai. But Rose points out, to, uh, won't the neighbors see them? He agrees that it would probably look better if uh, one of the girls would go with them. And then tells Dorothy, come on, Dottie, <laughs> which is my favorite line of the, this, this episode. Not because I think it's particularly great, but because he calls her Dottie, yeah. and I don't think she cares for that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem yeah. so. Uh, indicating that she should join him. Uh, as I said, she does not seem to care for this, and uh, says that if uh, <laughs> they should you know, politely ask for a favor instead of demanding one. They've uh, kind of bicker back and forth a bit, and then uh, he starts heading outside. Dorothy follows behind, but as soon as uh, Al is out of the room, uh, she immediately turns to the girl and says, I am crazy nuts about this guy. Mm-hmm. And Blanche and Rose kind of smile approvingly. Right. I think even Bobby was still in the room when, they, when she says this. Yeah, I thought, um, well, and obviously, too, I think Bobby may have had the uh, headphones on at that point, but now we know that he can easily hear through them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think so. Bobby was tired of being cock-blocked by Al. Yeah, I guess <laughs> so. Why does Al get all the trim? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they're working in Miami, you know, so it's an older generation. That's true. So. We change scenes. <laughs> Rose is sitting in the living room uh, reading when the doorbell rings. She goes to answer it, and it's Miss Martha McDowell. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Rose kind of stands there tongue-tied. Tongue-tied. Why isn't it Mrs.? Huh? Why isn't it Mrs.? I didn't say Mrs. You said Miss. I thought I said Mrs. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll check the recording later on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say Martha. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Martha McDowell. Yeah. I just want to make sure the closed captioning is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I did thought I would think it was interesting that the husband, Mr. McDowell, is <laughs> never, uh, he's not credited in the episode. Yeah. And he doesn't say a word during yeah. that first meeting, nor is he part of this uh, yeah, invitation that's about to happen. Yeah. So. Well, he's he's busy, Alan, playing yeah. the heist. Yeah, that's right. Well, he's not, they're not doing a heist. They're fencing the, fencing, the yeah. stolen jewels. So it's already been heist at some yes. point. <laughs> but uh, she invites the girls to a dinner the next day. But as if it confuses to why everyone's going and gawking at her, uh, Blanche kind of gives a quick excuse that, uh, oh, uh, your handbag doesn't match your shoes. <laughs> Dorothy adds, we're a very fashion-conscious neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, that's why they wear so much winter wear during the summer, because <laughs> the fashion calls for it. So It demands it. Uh, the detectives enter the room then, but uh, Justice Sophia does. Do you think the McDowell's bought Miss Glaxon's house? Maybe should, maybe they did, yeah. Maybe because, I mean, they're the new neighbors. Uh, yeah. seems I'm like impressed very you remember the by. name. Yeah. So. I had forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so her death, not only did it eliminate a, a shitty neighbor, but... Yeah, eventually it brings to justice um, some mm-hmm. fugitives. Exactly. So, yeah, boy, it was a win-win with that old lady dying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they got to keep the tree. Exactly. So. <laughs> Triple go. win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we all know Blanche is more comfortable living near a big tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Lots of branches. <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, but yeah, they said the detectives enter. And Sophia quickly or enters as well, and she quickly thinks on her feet and introduces them as family that are visiting uh, for a fishing trip. Yeah, yeah, I like as uh, Bobby, you know, George Clooney pipes up with you know something to add to the conversation. <laughs> he sneezes. Yeah, um, yeah, he has a sneeze. Oh yeah, yeah, to back up her saying that he has. You're what Sophia yeah. says. Yeah, uh, nice touch, but I work alone. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. So. Uh, Bobby tells them that uh, they have been trying to plant a bug in the house. Uh, to get a warrant, and that dinner party may be a perfect opportunity to plan it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al says that it's too dangerous, but Dorothy uh, insists that it should be her because she's the coolest under pressure. Mm-hmm. I think they pretty much shoot down Rose entirely, even though she volunteers. Right. And Blanche admits that she probably would be a bad choice because she's going to be wearing revealing clothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so all eyes will be on her because of her <laughs> cleavage uh-huh. mm-hmm. that she'll be wearing for the relatively homely Mr. McDowell, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I guess you know if you have a if you have a certain you know attire that you insist on for a dinner party, then you know mm-hmm. I guess she's just being true to herself and continuing right. with that. Uh, Sophia adds that you, know, you dress for the dinner party you want to be at, not at the dinner <laughs> right. party you're at. <laughs> Well, here's where uh, Sophia adds that uh, besides being good under pressure, she has a striking resemblance to Barnaby Jones. <laughs> so we change scenes again, and uh, now we're at the night of. We see Dorothy, Sophia. Oh, sorry, it's this night. It's not the night of the uh, party. Right, but correct. Uh, we see Dorothy and Sophia in bed together, and uh, Dorothy is restless, kind of tossing, turning. Mm-hmm. Sophia asks what's wrong, saying that you know she knows something is up. Dorothy says that, you know, no, no, nothing's wrong. Did you see Dorothy or Sophia turn on the light? That time? Yes. Did again she reach up high to the little knob? 
No. Oh, so it's a different light now. Uh, nope, same light, um, but about four inches below it, there's now a light switch on the wall. Ah. With like a <laughs> you think she tan plate over it or anything. Complained before, and so it's like... <laughs> Something. She was like, I entered my... Maybe that's where there was a month in between, because she like maybe. tore a rotator cuff, <laughs> and the one reaching up. We did 12 <laughs> takes. Yeah. So yeah, now it's a traditional just flip switch. That she Interesting. Had to, she didn't have to strain to get it. She just wore... That's very interesting. It's a very observant uh, catch. I'm, I'm impressed. When we're doing our uh, follow-up to this series where we recap or recaps, I'll definitely have to watch for that next time around. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So, you ever going to watch the show again, or are you done? I mean, I'm sure I'll definitely watch episodes again, but I don't know if I'll go through the complete run. Gotcha. I mean, you know, I don't know. Hopefully I have a lot of years ahead of me, so mm-hmm. I-, I could certainly see at some point deciding to go through it another time, especially yeah. if the kids ever showed interest. Yeah. But, um, you know. I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of meats out there that I, in this uh, stew of entertainment. Well, yeah, now like it's just try. like growing exponentially. Even what's that? The amount of uh, shows are. Oh, out I there. know. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, there's. Uh, we live in a time right now where there's absolutely no way you could possibly consume all the entertainment options out there, yeah, and yeah. it's only getting more. So, <laughs> but anyways, you have to live a thousand lifetimes. <laughs> I forget where I'm at now. Oh Very yeah, bad. she looks like Barnaby Jones. Yeah. Well, they're in bed together, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And then we, the, the flip switch. Exactly. She's not Oliver North. <laughs> right, right. Sophia asks, you know, you know, I know something's wrong. And uh, Dorothy insists that nothing's going on. But uh, Sophia says, you know, don't break a commandment in this room, saying that she is lying. Mm-hmm. Dorothy, however, insists that uh, that isn't a commandment. And Dorothy that, uh, is wrong. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought was an yeah. odd... Uh, an odd mountain to die on because yeah. I mean I guess they're thou shalt not bear false witness uh, right <laughs> pretty much always ex- you know interpreted yeah, yeah. <laughs> and don't lie yeah, yeah. so Dorothy finally admits that she's worried about the mission tomorrow I like that they call it a mission mm-hmm. Sophia tells her that uh, you know she's been there uh, to help with multiple life choices in the past but this one seems to be a bit beyond her she does tell her daughter though that if she thinks uh should be able to get Al to date her. She should go for it. Yeah. Dorothy kind of first denies that it's for Al, saying that it's the right thing to do, but then agrees that, yeah, it's also to get at, to, quote, land Al. Mm-hmm. Sophia tells her that, you know, people do crazy things for love all the time. And she proceeds <coughs> to start, uh, you know, she starts several stories, but uh, none of them seem to really be uh, applicable. Applicable for <laughs> <Yeah>. this situation. <laughs> she starts getting frustrated. She's vexed by the fact that she can't think of an appropriate story to tell. Right. Dorothy tells her, you know, don't worry about it. It's okay. But uh, lastly, Sophia, you know, kind of recaps again and says, you know, she's probably helping the police for the right reasons, uh, citing two specific ones, say Al is a good guy, and if you like him, go for it. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, I think you probably are doing it because you think it's the right thing to do. So that, you know, there's your answer, right? Right. And it's probably the first time some woman's ever wished they had Tommy Lasorda in their bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember what uh, she said specifically? Um, just she can imagine Tommy Lasorda like in the bullpen off, or yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah, taking off the could, mound. Couldn't quite come up with the right analogy. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, they say their good nights, and she turns off the light, probably with the flip switch. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, Sophia adds, though. I'd I wish she would have just clapped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, especially like the way. Remember the the old lady in uh, the uh, clap on commercial? Yeah. Like she like smacked her hands together. And exactly. like she dies in bed. Big monkey clap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great if that was the way that it ended that scene. Yeah. <laughs> 
There was a line she said. I can't remember exactly what preceded the line in that one, but I did enjoy the line itself. And it said, excuse me, it's only 4 a.m. Why don't you get a rubber hose and whack me around till I'm sharp? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, she said something like, uh, uh, you're just tired or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The way she was, because she was probably struggling to find a oh, story. Oh, maybe that, that's what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just like that line, though. Uh, but at the end of the scene, she says, now get some sl- some rest, pussycat. Tomorrow could be your last day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dorothy uh, kind of shoots her one last unpleasant glance mm-hmm. before lying back down to get to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we change scenes and we see uh, the girls are all dressed for the dinner party. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rose comments that, you know, it's really too bad they have dinner plans as a great movie called In Cold Blood will be on. Yeah. <laughs> she starts to kind of describe it, but before going too far into it, uh, Dorothy asked for the TV guide. Uh, Rose handed it to her, and she smacks her in the forehead with it. Mm-hmm. Your elder abuse is getting bolder and yeah. bolder. Yeah, and there are police in the building already. <laughs> Rose is not pleased by this either. No. But uh, Blanche points out that you know they're all nervous. Rose insists that you know they'll be safe. The detectives will be watching them from the house. And yes, then the detectives enter the room, and ask the girls, you know, how are we doing, ladies? Blanche tells them that you know they're a bit nervous. And he says, okay, well, let's go over the, the plans. Uh, and uh, Rose seems to have the entire itinerary memorized, uh, which includes a famous Rose story near the end, mm-hmm. which uh, will take up a lasting portion of the evening. Right, yeah. yeah. I did like that that was part of it, that she's like, I know that I tell rambling stories, and <laughs> I got one teed up <laughs> to go a through. A specific one, even. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, he gives Dorothy the transmitter, kind of gives her the instructions. And then Sophia enters and insists that she'll be joining them, despite their uh, protest that she should stay home. Uh, she uh, she tells them that you know she should be with them because she has life experience, which she lists several things. Yeah, two world wars, fifteen vendettas, four major operations, and two Darrens on Bewitched. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was a. And she adds that she's hungry. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so then they head out. Uh, we change scene again. Uh, we see Bobby and Al are in the kitchen, and Bobby reports that you know, the, tr- the transmitter is working perfectly. Uh, the girls now enter the kitchen, and Al congratulates the girls on a job well done. Uh, they're all talking about how excited but kind of scary the event was. I think Blanche even talks about her heart racing. Bobby lets Rose listen in and uh, tells them that, uh, or she says that they keep referring to the, quote, noodle head in the red dress. <laughs> Asking if that might be a code. Right. <laughs> I thought it was weird that they're like, now granted, they're probably recording everything. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's weird. They're like, oh, hey, we just have this, you know, thing installed now yeah. that we're let, hoping will help us trap these them. these amateurs. Yeah. Like, oh, here, take a listen. You know, mm-hmm. like I can understand it. They're like, oh, here, we'll play it out loud uh-huh. for everyone to hear. But I would think you wouldn't want to miss a second of it if you're just now having access to yeah. what you think may break the case. Right. I don't know. Side note to anyone wondering, Rose is currently wearing a red dress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Al tells them that uh, the bugs should give them the details and info they need within the next few hours. Uh, then they'll be out of the house. Uh, the girls all head to bed, except uh, Dorothy and Al. Kind of, uh, Al sends Bobby to, to get some rest as well. Dorothy and Al sit and talk for a bit, and he tells her she did a good job and says that it took guts. Uh, then he kind of fumbles with his words for a bit, and Sophia then yells from the other side of the door, saying that he's trying to ask her out. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he's doing this, and then, like, Dorothy's sitting there fiddling with all of his switches and knobs yeah. and stuff. 
just one of those things like I know what it's like to sit in front of a console and not be able to touch the knobs. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, I still uh stand by that at some point you got to fiddling with these knobs and um on this console in front of me. And that's why we have one or two episodes out there that have some real wonky audio to them. I have never once touched one of them dials. <laughs> yeah. So you say. Uh, <laughs> 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 but if you ever hear something echoey, I, I'm not taking responsibility, although I guess I probably should. Test. No, no, it's all working good now. So, <laughs> yeah, as uh, good as it normally does, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you should, well, if it's going to doing good now, then just take a picture of it, and then you just want to match it up every time when we start. Yeah, there's no reason anyone should ever be touching these knobs. Well, so I don't feel like I should have to go through and be like, all right, there's these <laughs> 60 knobs on have, here that I need to make sure are all basically how they were I have, when I last left it. I have touched none of the knobs nor buttons. <laughs> all I right. don't believe I have either. Okay. Well, fair enough. It's Just all for posterity. <laughs> so. Go ahead. Sorry, though. <laughs> So, uh, so if I could like push one, though, I'd push that one. <laughs> <laughs> say what? <laughs> What'd you say? He said if he could push one, he'd push that one. Um, push the one? I don't even know which one he's referring to, but I guess I better take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was a challenge. Yeah, sounds like I it. I think he was saying, you should really take a picture, Alan. <laughs> wink, wink. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the Mandalorian with Grogu over here, and I'm telling him to keep his hands away. I don't get that reference. Yeah. Don't touch my macaroons. (laughs) (laughs) For any Mandalorian fans out there, you're definitely enjoying that little tidbit. Yeah. I like Rosario Dawson. Oh, yeah. She's an attractive lady. Mm -hmm. Big fan. And she's an age-appropriate person, too, which is always good. Yeah. So. Exactly. uh, She's in the most recent episode of The Mandalorian. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I like her in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I, I loved her in Clerks, too. Yes. So. Yeah, I think that's probably my favorite performance of hers. She yeah. was also in Alexander. I didn't that see was Alexander. A pretty horrible movie, but she was good. Did I she really enjoyed her throughout. She it? does. See, that I was, never saw it. I probably liked that part of it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I would suspect you did. Well, I really liked her as the night nurse in the various uh, Defenders, yeah, uh, Marvel shows on Netflix. It's probably number two for me. Number yeah. three would probably be Sin City. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, she was, was really good in Sin too. City. I can't think of a thing I've seen her in that I didn't enjoy her part in it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sounds like from what I've heard about her, she's, you know, like into nerdy things too, which is yeah, cool. So. Exactly. I wouldn't leave my wife for her, but if uh, my wife and I were separated and the opportunity was available, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would certainly take advantage of it. Yeah. So but anyways. Sorry, go ahead, Ski. Oh, anyway, so as we were saying, Sophia yells from the other room, right. he's trying to ask you out or something along those lines. Yeah. And then she comes in holding a uh, little glass and she says to Al You've got your listening equipment. I've got mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and then she exits again. Uh, we see Blance bringing Bobby some fresh uh, towels, and they have a brief discussion. He thanks her for all the help that uh, the girls have given in the past few days, mm-hmm. how hospitable they've been. Blance tells him that uh, he reminds her of her own son, Matthew, and uh, she asks what his mother thinks about his job, you know, being a cop, and uh, explaining that, you know, he probably she probably worries about him just because she loves him. And then she turns out the light and says goodnight. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Aside from her flirtatious beginning, Blanche is showing a lot of restraint this episode. I really was expecting, like, oh, this is going down the cooler Mm -hmm. route here. But not at all. Like, no (laughs) pursuit of relations there. Well, if if he reminds her of her son, I am refreshed to know that she would not be hitting on her son. Well, sure. (laughs) But, I mean, I feel like she probably is more just in his age range than... 
you know, mm-hmm. his other attributes. Right. At least that'd be my guess. I could be but wrong, though. She had the other um, young man that she was dating, mm-hmm. and he just had, like, a mom fetish. Yeah. And she reacted uncomfortable just awkwardly to that oh yeah so i mean do you think this is just growth on her part could be yeah it could be um i thought it was odd though cause i she's would say like, her growth is spotty at best if that is the case because there have been a few episodes lately where she has not shown very much maturity well i at think all. he's talking about um at least for age appropriate oh gotcha um, i gotcha yeah but uh, i did think it was interesting or funny but she's like all right now lights out so he turns the lights out, still sitting up in the bed. Yeah. And With just shoes on and everything. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> so. I will not be getting any real rest. <laughs> yeah. I have to sit here in I the have dark. To brood. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. The, um, I can't remember which one it was, but so was the one that, like, what did that guy do? The young man that she was previously he was a um Fitness i think guy, a trainer right? at the gym yeah gotcha gotcha so how did they get involved with the miami vice guy uh that was somebody who was um let's see and then at the end he just wanted to be friends with rose because of their love for the show but yeah but how was it that he got in, in into the oh he was dating blanche's uh that's niece. right yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right the so. slutty niece yeah well, you know, I would just say adventurous niece. <laughs> Don't need to, to slut shame anybody here. She was learning how to satisfy a man in the sheets so her future husband wouldn't leave her. Yeah. All right. Stan would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> so we fast forward. We see Al sitting at the table. It's not a horrible thing to say if you saw the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you just joining us. <laughs> it is your first foray into us. It's not... Uh, <laughs> Completely unwarranted what Brent has just, uh, exactly. just brought up. So. <laughs> exactly. There's precedent we, for it. <laughs> we've been doing a lot of back-to-back episodes lately for all the uh, listeners. And so I've noticed that uh, several of our jokes and such will follow from one episode right right to the next. Yeah, so if you notice that like every other episode, there seems to be a lot of references to that prior episode. That's, <laughs> That's uh, why. Uh, yeah. Soon enough, it'll be going back to us recording one a week again. Yay. And so... Uh, you know, our references may not be quite as... Uh, Contiguous? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that word. Probably the first time it's been uttered on this podcast, I would say, almost certainly. Unless exactly. we're talking about the United States. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we do talk about that quite often. We have a few yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, I'm really surprised we got to contiguous before we got to conjugal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I bet conjugal was in there at some point. You think so? I, I think so. We but... talked about prison visits or something <laughs> i don't know i could be wrong but i would say that if i had to guess if someone asked me which one of those two words was in our show at some point yeah i would definitely agree that that would be the one i would more soon <laughs> yeah. assume was but gotcha yeah i guess neither here nor there though if anybody wants to go back through the prior episodes and see if you can yeah, find please conjugal, tell us um, <laughs> i'd love to hear about it cool so. so as i said we saw we see al sitting at the kitchen table listening on his headphones and I, a drink, you know, that I assume is coffee from a right. mug. Uh, suddenly he jumps up and calls for Bobby, saying that the exchange is happening now. And that's why Bobby keeps his shoes on. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Always ready for action. He's a minute man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but not the Stanley kind. <laughs> right, right. Uh, all the girls come into the uh, living room, and Al orders the girls to get down on the ground. Uh, They're all scared for themselves and for the detectives. Rose asks, you know, what was that sound as they kind of all huddled together? Mm-hmm. Sophia says, 
that was me. Thank you for calling to everyone's attention. Yeah, that was a really good line. They all sit there worried for a few minutes, and then we hear some gunshots in the distance. Uh, Dorothy starts to get up, uh, but the girls pull her back, saying, you know, no, they told us to sit here. Dorothy worries that what if they can't get up and... Yeah, what is Dorothy's thought, though? Like, is she literally going to try to run out there and save Al if there's gunfire going on? But there were two shots. Yeah. You know. She is wearing one of her uh, nightgowns. Maybe has, uh, you know, Kevlar below it. Could be. You know, like, had she been going the other direction? Like, oh, I need to get to the phone to call, you know, for help or backup. Um, That would have made a little more sense to me. But Or it seems like, why wouldn't the detective have said... Get down on the ground, but call the police station for backup. That would have been, I think, would have made some or sense. Or maybe he should have called before he headed out well, the door. Well, especially, like, my first thought was, like, oh, maybe it would have taken them too long and they need to really hurry. Yeah. But, you know, here in a moment, he comes back in and he calls. Like, he has one. Like, yeah. Um, for, like, all about 20 seconds, if even that. Yeah, um, I actually looked on IMDb. It had, like, some fun facts. Mm-hmm. And one of the fun facts, it says that, like, if he had called 911, Especially for the time that this was uh, in place, they don't have the tracking technology that they have now. Mm-hmm. So saying, you know, what he said about, you know, hey, you know, my partner's been shot. It was very vague. Yeah. Well, he they did would, say like uh, stake out something. Um, okay, yeah. but he gave a little piece of information that I guess could but have potentially would, been identifiable. Would a nine one one operator know enough about what the heck was going on? To yeah, but he didn't even seem to dial nine one one. I think he dialed one number. Uh, <laughs> operator, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think so. Which would have been even more innocuous. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I mean, as he's running out the door, he could have told the Goldens to call nine one one. Right. Something. Anyways, go ahead though. Sorry, Ski. So, but I, yeah, go ahead. Did yeah, you have something else to add? Not currently. No. Okay. As you said, Al runs back in after that and uh, d- goes directly to the phone, calling for backup, saying that Bobby had been shot. Yeah, there's a lot of questions that get left unanswered because he's out. Very briefly, you know, uh-huh. overall, the two gunshots are fired. He runs back in. I don't know if we're to believe that then everybody else has just surrendered and is now. <laughs> there have been at least, you assume, three people, right? Because you have yeah, the, the, the two, two. The two yeah. thieves. Right. Plus the person or... they're selling it to. Yeah. So you have three people. There's only two well, shots, one of which hit Bobby. We assume that this defense is probably there. Right. But maybe not. Maybe they're just getting ready to leave. And because they feel they have the warrant. Oh. They can go apprehend him before, maybe? Yeah, it could be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it seems like that there At would least be... two people. Yeah, it seems like he would have detectives. had to hold somebody, you yeah, know. Yeah, with his gunshot, you know, right. <laughs> he's holding but them at bay. I don't know. I, I assume mean, he took them all out with one bullet. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, went through one and hit the other. Well, and he's thing. been shot, so they definitely have a gun. Yeah. Unless they wrestled his gun from him or something. <laughs> right now, he's, like, got it holding one gun on one person, <laughs> one gun on the other person with his shot up el- or shoulder. So. Mm-hmm. He passed out, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, he passed out. Yeah, I forgot. We'll, uh, we'll fast forward to that. Uh, so we see the girls. Visit <laughs> 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 like, him in the hospital. I wish he would have said something, but before I passed out, I shot Miss McDowell in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and I went through her face and hit Mr. McDowell. Exactly. <laughs> you know, somewhere that incapacitated him. Exactly. <laughs> so. He's definitely not going to be talking now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No speaking roles in the future yeah, either. Classic face to face, like one face <laughs> through another. Um, exactly. Gunshots, but 
Exactly. Well, that wouldn't quite match up with what they say here in a little second. Exactly. Yeah. And those are the facts of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the thing that as he was passing out, he called out for Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, the girls are visiting Bobby in the hospital. You see his arm and shoulder are kind of bandaged up. Al then enters with a wheelchair and informs the group that uh, the DA says the crooks are going away for, quote, a long time. Yeah. Very, I, very scant on the details. Yeah, scant on the details. I mean, they fired on a cop. It hit a yeah. cop. I mean, I just fired on, hit a cop. So that would have been Attempted more murder. than even their jewel thievery unless they hurt somebody during yeah. that as well. And my goodness, the Miami Justice Department <laughs> works quickly. <Yeah. laughs> the, yeah, he's still in the hospital. It's like the next day, and these people are going away for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, unless he's just like, yeah, you know, they're going to probably... I mean, just optimistic. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Maybe so. But anyways, go ahead, though, Scheme. But uh, Rose follows up with, you know, who's going to look after their lawn? Then Dorothy suggests, you know, while they're in the hospital, well, maybe she should go ahead and get a CAT scan. <laughs> right. Uh, Al tells Bobby to get up because uh, he needs to go take a trip to the sun deck. I assume that the doctor just wants him to get some, some fresh air, maybe? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I will say that... Um, because this is what the fifth time we've been at this hospital, mm-hmm. and it's always they, the they same are. establishing shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I noticed that too. Like that. Well, at least we know that it, there, there's some continuity in that that aspect of it. <laughs> exactly. I noticed that like uh, office building, they've used a few shots similar yeah. to like a fountain front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. So uh, it's not the married with children fountain though. <laughs> no, <laughs> does look similar shape wise, but it's much smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the group exits, leaving Al and Dorothy in the room. Again, Al kind of goes over to Dorothy and asks if you know he could take her out some time. This time, not fumbling over on his words, saying that he really wants to see her again. She admits that you know she'd really like to see him again too, mm-hmm. but says that she can't. Uh, she's afraid of getting too close to a police officer who you know might be hurt at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tells him that uh, you know she'd be too worried. Basically, mm-hmm. she says though to take good care of yourself. Uh, just then, Sophia opens the door. And uh, asked, you know, so are you two an item or what? Yeah. I thought that was odd that she was the first to return because just seconds ago she told Bobby she would push the uh, wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. Because she, she said something about she didn't, she liked the fact that she wasn't the one in the wheelchair. Yeah, she just change. pushed him right out there yeah. and then immediately Somebody walked else, away. Yeah. 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 I got something to follow up with. No, I mean, but Al's 63. I mean, you think Dorothy could have been like, you know, call me when you're two days from retirement. Yeah, yeah, that's what kind of I was alluding to a little bit earlier in the episode is that it does seem like he would be close to retirement, even if you went by the Social Security retirement age. And I think with police officers, you know, and other similar professions, Mm -hmm. there's kind of like a number of years of service type thing where once you hit like 30 years in the force, Mm -hmm. you can retire with your full benefits or things of that nature, at least. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, you know, talking somewhat uh, out of my ass, but I believe it's something like that anyway. Um, So, yeah, it seems like that Al, now maybe Al's kind of guy who is just married to the job, though. I mean, he's. 63 and not currently in a relationship obviously yeah so maybe well, and i think i think dorothy's point is somewhat valid because you know whether he's close to relation to uh, retirement or not he was just in an altercation yeah in which his partner was shot well and he yeah. doesn't express to her anything like oh i'm getting ready to hang it up um, yeah. and they aren't in relationships so she wouldn't really be in a position to ask him to hang it up for her yeah um, i don't think just spending a couple of days 
at a you know in a stakeout situation it'd probably be enough to yeah. alter your life choices that much but. Yeah, but I don't know. I think he's going out on a win. He's yeah. like, he got Diamond Thieves. He can retire with his head held Yeah, high. definitely. Yeah. but well, Regardless, uh, Dorothy tells her mom, no, they're not going to be a couple. Uh, then Sophia asks, you know, is she sure? You know, if this is what your heart's telling you. And Dorothy confirms that, yes, she's positive. <laughs> and Sophia immediately brings in a doctor for her to meet. I think I couldn't quite hear what she was saying, but I think it was Dr. Tansy. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't mind being a doctor when I was that age, but he was not nearly the handsome man that uh, the detective was. <laughs> he so. was not. She uh, introduces a- Dorothy to the doctor and. Uh, Looked like an Asian Paul Dooley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of nods over to Al and says, That guy's nobody. Beat it, Al. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely still continuing to make the effort to get Dorothy into a relationship. So. Something, something solid. Right. And a doctor, you know, oh, pretty yeah, solid. Certainly. But that's how we close it out. Folks. Right. <laughs> yeah, so we already discussed two of our three guest stars. Um, the other one, uh, Barbara Turbuck, played Martha McDowell. She had 106 titles to her name, but nothing, of you know, real, nothing that you'd be like, oh, I know her from that, yeah, yeah. more than likely at least. Yeah. So um, overall, though, a solid episode. Yeah. So uh, who is your MVP for this one, Brent? Uh, I'll go with Clooney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's about due for a win. You know, <laughs> life's been hard for him. Yeah, so. yeah he's definitely <laughs> had a rough time. If um, he can, um, you know, put on his resume, <laughs> Golden Girl MVP, his choice. Hail <laughs> Caesar. Finally get that uh, that role that he's been. That exactly. recognition that he's been, you know. Exactly. Lacking for years and years. Right. Exactly. I'm not saying it's as good as an Oscar, mm. but it's definitely better than a People's Choice Award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how about you, Ski? Um, I actually went with Dorothy. I thought, you know, she was the one that planted the bug. Uh, you know, she was the one that was. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you're giving her the award partially for something she did off screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, then she also, she, you know, clearly liked the guy, but she made the choice to not get involved because mm-hmm. she knew that it could be harder than, you know, just what it looks like on the outside. Yeah. Well, I gave it to Detective Al. Um, I thought that he. Yeah, just because the name Al. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've never enjoyed that shortening of my name, but uh, but I did enjoy his performance, and I like that. Do you think it's Albert or Alan? For I assumed it was Alfonso. I think so. Yeah, I would have assumed Albert. Um, mm-hmm. Why would you assume Alfonso? I mean, so Sophia introduced him. It's Alfonso and Bobby. Oh, did she? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't hear. Oh, that. Okay. Like this is my son Alfonso and oh, my okay. grandson Bobby. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, then you're probably right. Um, unless she was just taking some creative license since Alfonso sounds more Italian. Maybe. Um, but either way. So, yeah. So th- it's uh, somewhat rare that the three of us have different um, MVPs. <laughs> but And it's also rare that we have two guest stars as different MVPs. Um, <laughs> although I think Prince isn't genuine. But uh, he's allowed to give it to whoever he wants. That's right. So. How many slices of this cheese? Is take? Still America. Yep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> till, at least till the inauguration. <laughs> uh, how many slices of cheesecake did this one get for you, Ski? I actually kind of like this one. Uh, I gave it a six. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a bit forced on the storyline, but uh, hey, it's Clooney's first heist show. Was it was the first one that it was the heist show? <laughs> I don't know. I have to look over. His. There was a pretty good chance of it because it was still pretty early on. Um, so do you think this was the he played a, cop what, a few times before this oh one. did he yeah um do you think this though is what inspired him towards the, the ocean movies oh definitely <laughs> no question <laughs> <laughs> it's 
episode. How about you, Brent? How many slices did this one get for you? Uh, probably six and a half. Yeah, I, I, I like this one a lot, too. I thought that um, I wouldn't say there was one aspect of it that super stood out. And certainly there's a little suspension of disbelief that is necessary, you know, because otherwise, you know, some of the things are a little bit uh, goofy. But that said, I thought it was good guest stars, good overall. I always enjoy when the majority of the show takes place in the house. Yeah. Um, it just, I don't know, tends to lend to better comedy, I think, overall. When they don't now, have Do you guys to... have favorite lines? I didn't hear you say. Uh, yeah, I think my favorite line, I'd have to look it back up again. But I, I'm pretty sure we both discussed it oh. at different points. But I would also give this one then a I'm six. just inattentive is what you're saying. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> I forget which one I said, but I'd probably like to change it to Sophia's, you know, nice but I work alone. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was definitely a good one. Um, I think that my favorite one was the, uh, I said it was the fine, well, cook on, cook on the fireplace. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. I do remember that. And did you have one that you had? Oh, the, the, come on Dottie or whatever. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) Anyway, just to, to wrap that uh, ratings up six and a half for me as well. It was definitely on the higher end for me. So. That was a high-scoring episode. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a really solid one. Um, it's got to be one of the higher ones for season two, I think. Yeah, as we're you know barreling towards the end of season two, what two more episodes, I think. Yep. So twenty-five and twenty-six. Correct. So. Yep. We'll round it out, except for our recap episode. Well, yeah, of yep. course, yeah, we will do that recap to you know bring it all together for season two here, and I guess three weeks from now. But uh, for right now, um, I think that puts a button on episode twenty-four of season two. So stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.